So, uh, practice is uh, how not to go crazy, and how not to make meditation drive you crazy. Mm. Uh, considering that uh, only people who are completely have no craziness are hunts. We have to recognize that most of us are manageably crazy, slightly crazy, have crazy moments, <laughs> crazy episodes, go slightly off, make mistakes, get caught up, you know. And, uh, and that, that is me, that becomes me, it's me moving through that. Mm. And for some some occasions, unfortunately, uh, the craziness gets so intense that people can't move through it. They just crack up. And we see this more and more. Overdoses, and violence, murders, pointless craziness. And then just about manageable crazy, just depressed, anxious, agitated, compulsive, manageably crazy. Mm. And, uh, you know, saying, well, that's Avicya Pachaya Sankara Sankara Pachaya Vijnana Pachaya Namarupa and people think you have gone crazy <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, so translated you know from wrong understanding or not getting it right or making a unknowing mistake, an unknowing error, certain forces, certain conditioning forces arise that start to, you know, take over or establish consciousness process, establish process of what I'm in. what's around me, what I feel myself being met by, held by, uh, comfortably or uncomfortably. And all kinds of agencies start occurring, feeling, being a dominant one, pleasant, unpleasant, perceptions, meanings, impressions. I'm like this, I'm like that, he's like this, they're like that. What was it going to be? What was I? Searching for impressions, what's the right thing, what's the wrong thing, or could I wish you in this kind of, kind of volitional agitation, an attention shifting and tightening around anything to get, get hold of, to stabilize. But within all that, not really finding stability in what arises. Because the consciousness is skewed 
It's not giving input into anything that's stable, only giving input, presenting things that are unstable, unsatisfactory, don't fit. And the average untrained jitta think, well, money, where is the fit? Where do, where do, where do, where do I get it together in this? And not finding it, maybe, or getting very so intensely activated by it, pressure building up, energy is overwhelming, collapsing, grabbing hold of anything to get some stability, something to anchor on, orient around. Hmm. The form a person who's hooked up in all that. This is what it means. How does that person get free? Well, this is what meditation is, or mind cultivation. Since this is the foundation, Nama Rupa Vijnana, put it again, there is consciousness of sight, consciousness of sound, consciousness of thoughts and mental impressions, consciousness of, this is the uh, way of looking at vijnana, and I am conscious of. But then we look, just a minute, wait a minute, who's the I am in that? Probably a kind of a a form of some kind, a, a mood form, a kind of a mood imprint. Well, that's me, all right. You know, slightly berserk, depressive, eager, impulsive, vacillating. Changes, but there are sort of mood forms, these emotional forms. Mood forms. They become familiar. Here I go again. You know, oh, the compulsive. Programs, sankara, often well meaning or best I can manage. This is uh, so in this sankara, this is uh, intention, attention, what I focus, what gets focused on, feeling, perception, interpretations. That's me. They get free. Cultivating. Wait a minute. All that. That's me. All that. But that. And it, it does. It's put together, isn't it? Well, probably the primary quality of it is the. Well, difficult to say really, but. The impulse, the movement, fast or slow, in any direction, habitual movements towards sense pleasure, towards activities, towards inactivities, towards escapism, towards distraction, towards, you know, comparing and contrasting, you know, these are the kind of things that the person does, planning and weaving. Okay, all that as intention. Mm-hmm. You can you can 
there can be a witnessing of that, an acknowledgement of that. Oh, and this is really pivotal. It seems so meager. So, so what, you know? But there's, there's the hinge point, because the fact of the matter is, really, we're not in this, or there is a not in this, there's a with it, so it's possibly just a turn. And this is kind of beginning of mind cultivation, is that we turn towards honesty, we turn towards generosity, we turn towards harmlessness. We turn because that feels somehow right or better than going the other way. We turn from bad to good, you might say, however you phrase it. The turning, this is possible. Vichita, ah yes. Realization, yes, yes. Make a foundation of that. Make establish that. Give yourself respect, dignity. Still crazy, but you're not going to do too much damage. This is the this is the this is the door that we can open, can be open. And you know, one could go on for a long while about all these you know trainings. They all line up and uh, somewhere along the line you're gonna get the sense of restraint is better than non restraint. It hurts but the results are better than non-restraint. It blocks me, it checks me, it, it, but it's better than non-restraint. And you've got to work out the details on that because you're going to have to do something. You can't live in a, in a straitjacket. Though that might not be a bad idea sometimes. <laughs> yeah, just, well, it means softening, taking a little more time. It means framing up what you're doing. You know, we call this mindfulness. It doesn't mean not doing things. Put some framing around it. Get the quality of it. You know, take your time with it. Get your attention smoothly, smooth your attention over what you're doing. This is training. And uh, walking, try to just walk, let the body walk without a whole lot of strategies going on about what to do when we get there. So there's a lot one can do with that in these, uh, you know, in mindfulness. Because what begins to be changed is the quality of intention. It's just cooled, steadied. Attention is a little more circumspect about what to give attention to. Not bother with that. Focus on attention is 
steadied, smoothed by what we're doing. This is you can't. This is really totally sensible, not esoteric, sensible. Yeah, and of course, people see this is now quite popular and trying to come to terms with intensities of the automatic life whereby you are thrown in and it's going fast and the media and you can be in seven different directions at once no problem just moving so fast flickering from one to the other attention disorder attention berserk intention panic and steadying what we do, we do. This is really uh, getting getting the chitta, the heart, the awareness within conscious process to feel that, to benefit from that, to feel more grounded, sane in that. How to not go crazy. And still, we're a little bit crazy but maybe not making it worse. What's left of what crazy, all these rambling thoughts and moods and impressions and volitional tendencies and impulses and, you know, doubts and self-flagellations and, you know, wow, a tangle, like a bramble patch, stuck in thorns, thrashing away. And say, well, now we might start to do something a little more like meditation. And just float that word lightly. Let go of the uh, lotus leaves and the dewdrops and the shining auras. And just, okay, what does this mean? Well, the Buddha saying, Viveka, step back, withdraw, disengage. Mm. Now you've already done that, we've already done that, deepen it, chayati, pick away, meditate. There are roots of trees, there are lonely places. They draw, step back. Now we've done that to a degree. And now the inclination, the encouragement is, can you deepen that? Steady that? So, I'd say you spend some time and come back as far as you can get back in your conscious process, just a sense of aware. Nothing more than that, you might say. Clearly there will be more of that, but you kind of put your focus, your attention, your intention on just being that aware. 
stuff happening, crazy stuff happening, provocative stuff happening, compulsive stuff happening. And, just, and so we're softening the focus. Don't get interested in it. Don't worry about it. Don't fixate on it. Don't thrash around in it. You relax in the bramble patch. Stop pulling against the thorns or beating them down or getting fascinated by them. Identifying is leaning into which is the most compulsive thing sankara, impulse, attention drive that we have. It's so compulsive we don't even see it as a compulsion. This is normal. Peer in, scrutinize, get into it. Get into it. Name it, know it, define it, deal with it. Nama. Name it, know it, define it, get into it, feel it, interpret it, get some action on it. And that's why I'm explaining this Nama. This is all this. This intense program throws you into consciousness, into the objects, forms arise. Hmm. Both our external forms, sights, sounds, touches, impressions. What you don't notice is the jitta forms. It becomes intense. It leans forward. It becomes twisted, uncomfortable. And it's twisting, uncomfortable pressurized, dulled, thrashed around state. <laughs> it, yeah. it starts to produce stuff. Sankara, jitta sankara. What does it produce? It produces intentions and impulses that come from the pressurized state, the agitated state. A depressed state. Mm. So in the bramble patch, we produce more brambles. It gets tighter. It gets crazy. Yeah. So the average person just which which next channel get out of that one, plug into something, chill me out. Everybody's trying to chill. <laughs> It's now normal. You know, they, since you live a stressful life, drink more water. In our stress activated condition, you need to buy these pills. In our modern stressful lifetimes, lifestyles, we need to take more vitamin, this, that, and the other. No, you need to stop living a stressful lifestyle. <laughs> not, not buying stuff to make it manageable. <laughs> You know, right? <laughs> of course, it, you know, everybody, everybody else is doing it. Yeah, but they're crazy too.
so you just try it. You know, the least logical thing we can do, recognizing most of our logic is infected with craziness. Our positions, our attention, our intentions, our meanings and perceptions. Mm. What's important? That's a perception. What I am? That's a perception. What the world is? That's a perception. Mm. And the average untrained mind. What I am is a perception. Average untrained mind says, I'm a, this nationality, this gender, this height, this weight, I work here, I go there, I was born in this state, and I'm a kind of reasonable kind of person, but, you know, but I suppose so, I have some difficult times. That's, that's pretty good, really. <laughs> and they say, yeah, but, but it's all changing, isn't it? All relative and conditioned. You know, nationality is a condition, gender is a condition, yeah. and how, rele- how relevant is it? Is there such a thing as female happiness and male happiness? Is there such a thing as English courage and Belgian courage? You know? It's the same stuff, isn't it? London despair or Toronto despair. <laughs> Thai generosity or French generosity. Irrelevant, isn't it? When you come down to what really matters, where the sanity lies, where the health lies, where the real problems lie, we're not going to deal with them from these worldly perceptions. All this, when you drop that, Step back. You go, if you like, another way of putting it, to the I, the ultimate I. Mm-hmm. This is just a colloquial expression, it's not <laughs> it's a definitive statement. It's just, uh, it's, what's an ultimate I? I mean, this, this is the pure subjectivity, the sense of, uh huh. This is happening to uh, this one. Where is, where is that? Chitta, heart of consciousness, awareness, and uh, don't form. You know, try to just lean back from the intention to do something, know something, see something, get somewhere, become something. Just. Put that on hold for a while. You can take a place, you can do that. Experience forms and things are no longer so clear. Agitation is what I'm supposed to do. Where am I? Being lost. 
disoriented, or maybe feeling relieved. What you're doing, and technically, is you're resting the nama quality, the nama aspect, just disengaging it. And what form arises? Mm. Space, spaciousness, vibrancies, tingles. moods maybe something if you're saying form something give you a little bit of support ground rupa form is a kind of a maybe you can feel breathing in breathing out or something that reminds you of that some sense of presence enough to check the compulsive impulse to make something, get something, be something, think something, plan something, define yourself just having a simple form and this form arises from the place of disengagement or we can access some disengagement look for a form and you get a very simple body form which is not the anatomical body it's simple element certain substance certain movement, warmth, space fluidities within that Maybe something rhythmic. Then give it time. It starts to crystallize. So you keep that quality of just placing, placing yourself, placing your awareness, placing it, and sensing what you place it onto. It could be takavichara. Place your attention, how's that, how's that, and you sense it, how's that, warm, steady, vibrant. And see what can be located in that that place. Steadying in that, that can be carried through. We find the first station of meditation first jhana and uh, to the degree to which that is firmed up you can feel these currents to 
become, to make, to get somewhere, to hold something, they kind of keep falling away. It's like they're coming waves. They maybe wash over, but then they recede. They're still just here. Just here. And uh, that's carried through, that's become steady to you, it's quiet pleasure. Because the energy that's normally going into making and doing and da 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 is now freed, returns to a kind of gentle, uplifted, refreshing, Kupiti, and it's easeful, sukha, stabilizing in that, interested in that, receptive to that. There's a repelling of the outflows. the inflows, the overflows, the undercurrents, however you want to put it. Someone who has uh, held their space, held their disengagement, Feel some yeah, easeful sanity. Now the Buddha made it. Uh, Obviously, he's spoken in many different ways. These are not. This is not easy to get words around. But uh, talked about the sequence, the development, maturity, disengagement, viveka, dispassion. No longer getting so excited by it all, or fascinated, or irritated, or dramatic about it all. Just the kind of cooling, cessation, some tendencies dying out altogether. You know, the sabotage, the endless self-sabotage that can go on. You know, when someone who's obese feels so disgusted with themselves, they eat junk food to make themselves feel better. Someone's got a drink problem, you hang over first thing in the morning, take a quick shot, whiskey, vodka, to get over it. These are not fantasies, these are stories that people tell me. They're not making it up.
and the self-hatred, the sabotage, goes on with that. Just if we could even stop doing that. And of course there are lesser forms of it. Beating yourself up, self-disparagement, lack of respect. Inadequacy. Feeling you've got to please everybody else. You're not allowed to be here unless you're pleasing everybody else. All these sabotage programs are challenging. Crazy. What, what creature wants to sabotage themselves? Mm. And there it is. Avidya. Ignorance. Not feeling. Not feeling it. Thinking it through and not feeling it. Following the Nava descriptions, you have to, it's progressive, everybody else wants you to do this, you can't, you should, you ought to, you never, after all you're just this. Hmm? Self-defining programs that just keep making sure those chains, those brambles are bound nice and tight. We need to uh, realize this is not a, this is a very important task. It's a life-saving task. It's not just esoteric, you know, Buddhist exercises. <laughs> this is life-saving stuff, and uh, we're in peril. We're a threat to ourselves, as we can see. Nothing does so much damage as a human. And nothing can do so much good. There's a sense of urgency. And yet, the urgency is to find a way to disengage. Let that lead. Another thing to just bear in mind, this is not about numbing out. Disengage, let me not feel anything, that's understandable. Let me not be here, let me have to do anything, because all kinds of actions are corrupting, agitating. No, no, it's not that. This is why we use form, subtle form, it's not gross form, sense form, or it's not based upon that, nor is it the psychological forms, it's the forms that arise based upon disengagement, disengagement from ill will equals goodwill. Disengage from negativity means goodwill. Allow goodwill to arise. 
disengage from compulsion, to allow oneself to be a volunteer in life, opening the heart. So it's not a closing down, it's a switching off the compulsions. And you know, the old kind of line can come in, you can't just here the rest of your life ignoring reality, you can't, and you've got to make a place in the world after all dropping out, you've got to be responsible. You know, the Nama, you know, liturgies go on. Say, no, this is not about that. About, yeah, form, yeah, action, but action based upon sanity. And uh, to get sane is the most important action you can do. There's plenty of actions you can do when you're crazy. <laughs> There's no shortage of actions going on in the world. But how many of them are sane? Look at the demented world leaders we have. Psychopaths. Demented. It's been unfair, but I don't take my lead from them, putting that away. So it's not that, you know, you can sit and not do anything. You try. It's not going to happen. But there can be that uh, subtle form that becomes the form of your mm, healthy heart, healthy chitta. And you can do a check. You look at the face of your mind or your heart any time. Any moment, see it kind of puckering. You look at kids' cartoons, the way they show human beings. They're great because you see someone with desire, their eyes are bulging out. They got it, they nailed it. That's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> and someone who's depressed, their shoulders are up around their ears, they're sunken down and unglued. That's exactly what it feels like. Cartoonists are very good at drawing the face of the jitta. Yeah. You see them running, they've got little blurring wheel under their body. So somebody's in a hurry. Yeah. That's what it feels like. They got it they they got it exactly right. Take a look at yours. <laughs> when is it getting heavy and self important? When is it getting childish and pouting? <laughs> I don't want to. When is it getting kinda of, yeah? Look at it in that curious way, like you would look at a uh, an infant, says, no, you don't need to do that, just hold some space around that. Come on, open, widen, step back from that. Mm-hmm. They say in the Zen, find the face before you were born, before your personality arose, the I before the I am came in. This is just colloquial language. Don't get me wrong, it's not claiming some ultimate self. It's just a way of using words to try to turn this incredibly precious turn that has to be repeated 
time and time again, meditate. The word meditate literally means to repeat. You let go of time. You let go of results. You let go of how long. You let go of can't. Let go of God too. Let go of the time boundaries. Mm, that's Nama too. And what's left? So we feel your way towards that through the forms, the psychological forms, the emotional forms. You find somewhere where there's no, you can't get back, no further behind that. Mm. This is uh, where we enter. We place our meditation on that foundation.